Oh, g'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, the British belt tightening that's going on, is that is that being replicated here in New Zealand? Uh, the Provincial Growth Fund. It seems like there might be more funds than there is demand for provincial growth. Uh, something's fishy at school. Uh, we'll look into this and why Biden really fell off his bike. But before any of that, um, Jibbergeddon uh, is still on. So there are plenty of people contacting me saying they've got alternative sources. Councils are loosening things up now and allowing alternative sources. So it may well be ultimately, and this will be a test of the consumer, and this is how markets work, uh, whether you go back to them, whether you go, right, we're not going to deal with Fletchers anymore, and this is a, this is a, you know, a pivotal moment in time in which the customer base walks and goes elsewhere and Fletcher's learns a lesson, or whether you go, oh, no, nah, it's all a little bit hard, I'll go back to Fletcher's. I don't like Fletcher's. I don't like Fletcher's, but I'll go there anyway. It's the classic churn argument around telcos, around banks, around electricity supply companies. We're all happy to bitch and moan, just don't want to do anything about it. Yeah, so Elephant Board is the answer, apparently. Um, but I'm slightly concerned about how many elephants it takes to make a sheet of Elephant Board. I mean, I'm assuming they're being farmed sustainably. The elephants that are... How far am I going to take this dad joke? Pretty far. I think I'll, it's probably worth revisiting in the future, actually. I mean, I've got two licenses to tell them. I may as well use the licenses. Um, is it cheaper, Elephant Board? I don't know. Uh, are we cutting costs here in New Zealand? As we... Is, people in the UK seem to be. Here's the interesting thing. I gave you my Saturday night at the mall story a week or so back and I'm seeing people out and I'm seeing people spending, all of which is good news, and then you're backed up in these May figures in the manufacturing and the services sector. Services sector, 70% of the economy, of course. People seem to be out. And yet I'm looking internationally and I wonder if the media is partially to blame with this. These sort of surveys are all over the place. In Britain at the moment, everyone's got a cost of living crisis, right? But in Britain at the moment, uh, you've got apparently, allegedly... 82% of people turning their lights off, 70% turning electrical goods off to standby, 64% of people eating out less, 58% of people not getting a takeaway, 56% of people eating less food, 53% using less of a household appliance, and 42% changing their shopping habits. And yet in this country, allegedly, seemingly, when you look at the real world data, as opposed to the mood of a survey, there's none of that happening. So what do you reckon's going on? Well, firstly, I reckon people are... Um with regards to the putting things on standby or unplugging them completely, they've realised that it uses basically no power whatsoever to run those little LED on lights, and you just end up having to reset your clock on your stove. So I think that's what's going on there. I mean, I'd hate to cast aspersions over the entire nation of Great Britain, but... Do a bit of research. Um, me, me, meanwhile, back here, we could save some money if we stop giving out quite so much to the provinces, given that nobody seems to actually be asking for it. Is that what's happening? There's been a review into the Provincial Growth Fund. You remember that? The PGF, the Provincial Growth Fund, the love child of the previous government, when a centrist New Zealand first arm twisted a left-leaning Labour government into accepting that offering $3 billion to the region to promote economic activity was a good idea. So after almost five years, we learned some interesting things out of this report. Firstly... On the surface, it appears to have made some impact. Mind you, I could give $3 billion to a six-year-old and they could make impact. It's impossible not to. It's $3 billion, for God's sake. It's been plagued, of course. How much of this small fortune has actually been spent on proper, 
black and white, straight up and down projects that one, would not have happened anyway, and two, created work that will stand the test of time and survive the initial injection of taxpayer money. Now, you may remember the Auditor General had a look and he said spending was hard to reconcile. Never a good sign. So far, a bit under $1.9 billion has been handed out, which I would have thought's a red flag all by itself. How is it after four, going on five years, we haven't got all the money out the door and into the economy? Could it be? Could it be there was never the sort of work out there that needed doing in the first place? In other words, the stuff that was real was already getting done because that's how an economy works, and the rest were do-good projects, welfare-type offerings that are nice-to-dos but hardly a bona fide lift for the economy. I note the obligatory speech that the government gave was at a small marae in Hawke's Bay, one of a bunch that attracted PGF funding for painting and repair. Is painting and repair economic activity the likes of which a major provincial growth fund would provide or basically a weekend project come working be? The stated claim is they would have provided 11,000 jobs. By now they've produced just uh, over 8,000. David Seymour claims too many of those aren't actually proper jobs at all and ones that last. Uh, The government claims the fund has boosted economic confidence. Not sure how you directly measure that. But on the whole, what we appear to have is a half-decent idea that never really lived up to expectation. Helping the provinces was and is a noble idea. It's a very Winston Peters idea. But as always with this government, both this current term one and the last one, delivery was never really up to spec. And so you have an astonishingly large amount of money that hasn't created the work they said it would. The work it has created in part is questionable. They haven't got all the money out the door, which makes you wonder how badly the fund was ever needed anyway. And the government says it's a hit. But then what else would you expect? It's another very clear economic lesson in the very simple truth that just spending other people's money is not in and of itself an answer to anything. Yes, I wish I was a bit more provincial and maybe I could figure out um, something to that I could grow with a bit of funding. But Silverdale isn't as provincial as it used to be, where I live, that's for sure. Um... Uh, there, there, there is a school there, Silverdale School. It used to be a country school, and then they moved it, and now it's not so country. That's my desperate connection to get on to this next uh, editorial from Mike. Performance pay and education. They're looking at it in New South Wales. Told you about this yesterday. Performance pay and education. One of those one of those things governments have given up on, well, those that thought the idea had merit anyway, especially in this country, they tend to be national governments over the years, of course, and it is a good idea. The same way it's a good idea in virtually every other workplace anywhere. The idea that a pay rise or reward only comes as a result of time spent in the classroom suggests that simply turning up makes you better, which of course it does not. The argument always put forward by the unions is that somehow, unlike all other professions, teaching is so unique, there is no other job on earth like it. You cannot judge people on performance. It is not possible to single out one teacher from another. The only difference is that one might have been teaching for three years, another for six years, and therefore that is where your remuneration judgment begins and ends. Another of the weaknesses in the system is if you really want to bump your pay beyond the top tier, you've got to go into management, which of course means if you are one of those rare and great teachers, you're lost to the kids on a daily basis. It's the most backward and gerrymandered system going. And we know this because every single one of us has been at school. And all of us who have kids or grandkids have seen the good teachers and the great teachers and the lazy teachers and the hopeless teachers. We all know the variation because we've all seen it and experienced it. Being a teacher, of course, is hard work, and it's gotten harder as schools increasingly have become a social welfare outlet as well as an educator. So there's never been a more important time to recruit better teachers, and yet we don't. Teaching is not revered. It's not a profession of particularly high standing because it's not been treated as such. It won't attract the go-getter the way it could because the bar's so low. Like it or not, fiscal reward makes the world go round. No, pay isn't everything. 
but it's a marker, it's a reward, it's an incentive, it's an achievement. You can still have a job as a passion or a calling, but good money is your cream on the cake. Until we treat teachers like most others, until we give the profession genuine financial respect, we will have what we have which is a system that fails kids, not all, but too many, pass rates that aren't up to much, absenteeism that's shocking. As a thing, education in this country is too often mediocre. The stats are there for all to see. New South Wales, thank God, tired of the same old, same old, is willing to give it a shake-up. I wish them well, and I hope we learn. See what you did there. I hope we learn. See? Makes it slightly less clever if I point it out, probably. So just forget I said anything. Um, surely the problem is that school's horrible and nobody wants to go there, isn't that? Have I oversimplified it? Or would you just make it a bit less horrible? That'd be my suggestion. Um, beautiful, speaking of beautiful places, um, Delaware, the beach in Delaware where Biden was today. I know, I, you don't really think of Delaware as having beautiful beaches, but look pretty good where he was in the sunshine, explaining what happened to him on his bike. Joe's finally fronted up to explain how he fell off his bike. Yeah, do you guys ride bikes? Well, they have some that have this thing you put your toe in. It constrains your foot so it doesn't slide off the pedal. When I was getting off the bike, it got stuck on the right side. Stuck? Simple as that. Anyway, they asked him about the recession coming. I, 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 I probably, even more likely than ever. Not the majority of them aren't saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? Now you sound like a Republican politician. I'm joking. That was a joke. But all kidding aside, no, I don't think it is. I was uh, talking to Larry Summers this morning, and uh, there's nothing inevitable about a recession. Okay, well, it might come back to bite him on that. Then, mind you, they are split in America at the moment. For every economist you can find that says there is one, you can find another economist that goes, well, at best it'll be very light and maybe not even at all. But just back to the toe clubs, which, of course, is what those things are called. I think that's what they're called, isn't it? Uh, Biden certainly didn't know what they were called. He just called them those things. Uh, why is he riding a bike with those? I mean, was he racing competitively? I, I've never had the need for those sorts of pedals, I, I, I guess. Mind you, I've never felt the need to wear Lycra while riding bikes as well, and lots of people seem to elect to do that too when they don't really need to. It makes people lose their minds a bit, cycling. It's a funny thing, cycling. I'm Glenn ZB. Probably just keep your feet out of the toe clips. Yeah, if you turn the pedals upside down, you can just use them that way. That's what I've found. Uh, bit of presidential advice for you, Joe. And we'll see you back here again tomorrow. Maybe just stay off it for a while, eh?